This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Finsider Daily. This is Matt Kanata. I am your host for today's show, and lots of things going on in Dolphins' world. Lots of trade rumors swirling, lots of releases swirling in terms of who might be cut, why might they be cut, and so much more. Obviously, you know who I am, and we are going to tackle everything that happened this weekend. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically... I posted, along with collaboration with Tony Pauling, as part of Pro Football Network, that we had information, and we were going to share that information, and we shared it. And from there, all hell broke loose. We're not going to hide from it, we're going to talk about it here, and we're going to kind of try to explain as much as we possibly can within the limits that we possibly can. And I say that because when you get inside information from somebody, right, sometimes you can't give away all that information because E, A, they ask you not to, B, it could jeopardize that source because they may be one of only few privy to that information, or C, Someone may not want to put their name on it and give it to you off the record. And that's kind of what we're dealing here with, with especially the Laramie Tunsil situation. And we'll start off with that one, because that is the hottest one right now. And I need to be careful on how I word things on this show, because my words got twisted around over the weekend, and people were just um, 
you know, tweeting what they wanted to tweet without really reading what I was saying. And what I had originally reported was that the Dolphins had made everyone available on their team, right? Anyone who could possibly be traded was someone who could be brought up in trade discussions. And we reported that from the Pro Football Network account, and it got a lot of retweets, a lot of likes, a lot of comments on it. And Craig Mish, a popular radio personality, podcast personality down in um, South Florida, fantasysportsnetwork.com, over 24,000 followers on Twitter, blue check mark as well. He retweeted it and with a quote tweet said, this report is accurate. And we were told by a source close to the Dolphins that anyone with a tradable contract was not really on the block per se. And I, and I know I used that language when talking about Tunsil and it maybe wasn't the right language to use, but we're talking about semantics here. But they were being offered in trades or saying to the other teams that, hey, these guys are not untouchable. If you want them, give us an offer, right? And so that really limits it to everyone on the team except Xavier Howard because he just signed a contract extension. And Jakeem Grant as well, because he just signed one. But even then, he's really not off the limits, but it'd be foolish for the Dolphins to trade him after signing him to a contract extension. Yes, guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and guys like Jerome Baker and guys like, mm, let's say here, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe even Josh Rosen, guys like, mm, just trying to go through the process here in my head, Bobby McCain, maybe, maybe not... On, being open up for trade, you know, for teams to go after them. But everyone else on the team, absolutely. And I had said, and I had thrown in there, and I didn't realize what a firestorm this would have created. But I, I threw in there, I said, this includes Laramie Tunsil. And then from there, whew, it went crazy. So the original tweet was, was just told by a reliable source that the Miami Dolphins are shopping their entire team. Follow-up tweet, some contracts make it impossible, but anyone who has a tradable contract is on the block. That includes Jeremy Tunsil. That doesn't mean Tunsil will get moved, but if an offer blows them away, they will strongly consider it. Then we worked throughout the night, right? So we, we put all that information out there. And for me personally, I was putting some from my personal account. Some from the PFN account. I run the PFN account. Obviously, I'm the owner of it. Uh, I run the entire business with guys like Sutton and Houts and Maddie Infante and Brett Yaris and Ryan Roscoe. We're the ownership group. And then, of course, we have a staff of about 80 people under us. Writers, editors, researchers, and more. So we put that out. And then, you know, we are, we're talking to Tony Pauling, who's on the staff now with, with uh, PFN. And we're talking to other beat reporters throughout the NFL. Tony's calling his guys. I'm calling my guys. Matty Infante's calling his guys. And we're all collaborating together. And it was a really fun process, right? Because we're all pulling this information off of each other. And we're getting reports, or not reports, but we're getting questions that night from people around the league, right? Saying, well... Okay, we know Tony's on your staff, but coming from just the account, this piece of news is not going to gain the traction that, you know, it should 
So we had some people telling us, they said, if you can put Tony's name on it, then it's going to help you a lot more. So we went to bed that night. I, I barely got any sleep. I think I was up till 2, 3 a.m. Um, just checking things because a lot of trade rumors were swirling around that night. And I wasn't sure if anything was going to go down. There were rumors about Clowney and so forth. And so I went to bed, woke up a few hours later, uh, emailed Tony before I went to bed. And I said, Tony, you know, we have uh, this information here. We, we collaborated together on it. If you feel comfortable putting your name on this, we're going to run with it. And Tony said, let's do it. And so we worded the tweet as carefully as we could have. And the tweet ended up being, let me just pull it up here. So I want to make sure I'm accurate on this. Uh, we, we posted so much since then. Let me just pull it up here. So here was a tweet. And this was done at 8.30 in the morning. And then I did not realize that my Saturday would be done after that. Sources from Laramie Tunsil's team have confirmed with our own Tony Pauline that he has been dangled around the league as trade bait. This is in line with what we reported last night. The Miami Dolphins are shoppering a number of veterans on the roster, which includes Tunsil. There it is. And then, about an hour, hour and a half later, the Miami Herald comes out with a report. And the first few paragraphs are basically the Herald shutting this report down. The ensuing paragraphs are from Barry Jackson and Adam Beasley, who wrote this article, say that they had received a call as well from a credible source earlier in the week that Laramie Tunsil's name had been brought up in trade conversations. And they had said that they decided not to post that story. We had heard obviously similar, but we've also heard a little more specifics. Um, we do have good sources within the Tunsil camp, and we are confident in our sources in the Tunsil camp. And you know, there's a lot to unpack with that situation. And unfortunately, and I know this isn't going to help anyone, this is a tease, but we have information on that. We are not reporting it at this time. We will when the time is right. But... We all heard about that rumor with the Dolphins and Jadavian Clowney, right? And at that time, we were told that Laramie Tunsil's name was dangled as trade bait while they were talking to the Texans. And the Texans said no. And what was this for? It was for linebacker Bernardrick McKinney, who the Dolphins like a lot. And they wanted him. And they offered Laramie Tunsil. I'm, I don't think it was straight up trade for trade. But they offer Laramie Tunsil in exchange for McKinney and presumably other draft picks. And the Texans said no because they like Bernardrick McKinney a lot. So that didn't happen. So then the Herald presumably got that call a few days later or a day later and say Laramie Tunsil's name was brought up in trade talks. They didn't report it. We got that information as well. We did report it. And then the Dolphins came out. And when, you know, when the Herald said, we are confirming this through a league source with direct knowledge of the situation, that's basically code, a key for either um, their agent directly or the team, where it's mostly the team when that, when that kind of language is used. So that was used, and that happened. And, of course, all the major websites, Bleacher Report, Pro Football Talk, you name it, any website that was out there who was covering the NFL and rumors and trades 
was writing a story on how the Miami Herald shot Pro Football Network and Tony Pauling down on this. And then, of course, Twitter was an absolute dumpster fire. We took it. We took it throughout the day. We felt confident in our sources, but we weren't going to stoke the fire anymore. We weren't going to continue to stand up and say, you know, we stand by our reporting, which we do. We still do stand by our reporting. But we had figured at that point there was no, um, nothing that could make it any better, right? Because everyone had made up their mind at that time that what the Miami Herald was reporting was absolute fact. Barry Jackson later tweeted out, you know, a bunch of things saying, explaining the situation and saying that Tony Pauling was not wrong and he's not wrong at all. And that, you know, it was mostly the verbiage in our report that was used that conflicted with the Herald's reporting. Again, we were told Tunsil was used as trade bait. We were told that Dolphins had interest in Menardrick McKinney, their linebacker. We were told that Tunsil's name was brought up in discussions with McKinney. And we were told that Texans said no because they don't want to move McKinney. So that's kind of, you know, where we stand on that. Now, again, I don't know if I'm making any sense because I'm just kind of shooting off the cuff tonight and just kind of walking everyone through what we endured endured on Saturday and Friday and Sunday. Because on Sunday, we got new information. And uh, it was late at night, and I had texted the ownership group, and I said, listen, here's the information we're getting. I don't know if we should post it. If we had posted this information, oh boy, it would have been an absolute firestorm. Worse than the weekend. I mean, it would have been absolutely insane. We're not posting it. We will post it when the time is right. If the time is right. And we do, again, stand by our reporting that Laramie Tunsil's name was dangled as trade bait. Doesn't mean he's going to be traded, folks. And I think this is what people got twisted around. Just because someone's name is dangled as trade bait doesn't mean they're going to get traded. I mean, Kenny Stills is being dangled as trade bait. Kiko Alonso was, Rashad Jones was, TJ McDonald was, and they all may not get traded. Rashad Jones, we know, is not going to get traded this year. Kiko, Kenny, and uh, maybe getting cut before Saturday or after Saturday. And TJ McDonald got cut. So just because... Their name is dangled as trade bait doesn't mean that they're going to be traded. And some people took our report as saying, oh, Laramie Tunsil is going to be traded. There's no way the Dolphins would trade him. That's not what we said. We said his name was being brought up in conversations by the Dolphins. Not that other teams were asking about him, which they are, but the, his name was proactively being brought up. And again, we stand by that report. Now, I lost my train of thought there. But I think I covered everything in relation to Laramie Tunsil. I'm just trying to think here in my head. Did we get to everything? And I, and I think we did. If you have any further questions on this, you know my Twitter, at KanataPFN. And uh, shoot me a DM. I'll answer it as best as I can with what I can say with the limited information that I can give out at this time. Again, we're working very closely, or not very closely. I mean, we're talking to him every day on this because he's on the PFN staff. And all of our information that we put out there is run through him first. 
He has connections throughout the industry. It'd be foolish for us, um, you know, to not collaborate. And we have other people on staff as well, like Cole Thompson. Um, he's our lead writer at PFN, who also has sources throughout the NFL. And then there's, uh, you know, Maddie Infante, one a part of the ownership group. And then there's a few others on the staff as well. Brett Yara is another one of the owners. And then there's a few others who have inside information sources as well. And, uh, oh yeah, the last thing I wanted to say about Tunsil was that, you know, things change quickly in the NFL, right? So the Dolphins were talking to the Texans about Jadavian Clowney and about Bernardrick McKinney and who knows about what else. But then Lamar Miller goes down and then Andrew Luck retires. And while Andrew Luck is not on the Texans, he's still in the same division, which affects things as well, because then all of a sudden, hey, maybe the Houston Texans think, okay, the division is wide open now. What do we really need to get over the top? And of course, with Lamar Miller down, they need to bring in another running back. So are they talking to the Los Angeles Chargers about Melvin Gordon? Perhaps. And if they are, then that changes things too. Are they talking to other teams like the Seattle Seahawks about Rashad Penny? Perhaps. Are they talking to the Dolphins about Kenyon Drake? Maybe. Likely. So it's it's a time thing. It's timing. It's just how things work in the NFL. And there are plenty of deals. We all know there are plenty of deals that get killed or die for one reason or another. I will say this. Keep your ears posted. Keep your eyes posted. Don't believe everything you read from a team. We've seen it in the past where they've said one thing and have turned around and done another. Jarvis Landry is a great example of that, where the Dolphins repeatedly said they had no plans to trade him. He was going to be a part of the team, and then he got traded. Sometimes it takes months for the uh, truth to come out. Sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it's instantaneous. In this case, it's maybe we'll, maybe it'll be a few weeks, maybe it'll be a few months, maybe it will be never. We will, of course, keep you updated with all the information. You could find us at Houts, at A Sutton PFN, and at Kanata PFN, and of course at PFN365, and you can get all the latest information there. Switching gears to Jadavian Clowney, I wanted to update everyone on this one as well. So the Dolphins had interest several weeks ago. They were closing in on a deal. Brian Flores and Bill O'Brien have a great relationship dating back to their days in New England, which is why this deal has had it or had a good chance to get completed. And it either was completed or very close to being completed. And I'm not exactly sure on the exact language of that. But here's the issue. At that point, a few weeks ago, Jadavian Clowney did not want to come to Miami. Clowney wants to play for a contender. He does not want to be part of a rebuilding team. So for him to even accept an offer to a rebuilding team, right, the team that is trading for him, such as the Dolphins, need to convince him that they have a plan for the future. And they need to get some kind of assurance from Clowney that he is going to stick around long term because you cannot negotiate a contract extension with Clowney until after the season is over because he did not sign his franchise tender in time. So there's a lot of different things at play here, and they don't help the Dolphins at all. So that deal ended up dying. But the Dolphins did revisit it. They, they were still trying to go after Clowney. They are still trying to go after Clowney in some respects. The deal is not completely dead. I had tweeted uh, over the weekend the Dolphins are very much in the mix and they're making a strong push for Clowney. That has not changed. The only issue is this. 
Like I said, Clowney does not want to come to Miami. He does not want to be part of the rebuild. Brian Flores and Bill O'Brien, that relationship is helping keep the, is keeping this deal alive. But at the end of the day, if the Dolphins cannot convince Clowney that this is the right place for him, this deal is not going to get done. If he didn't want to come to Miami, this deal would have been weeks ago. And we would have Jadavian Clowney on the roster. But it is not the case. The Seattle Seahawks are in the mix for Clowney. We were told the Bills were as well. We're pretty confident on our sources with the Seahawks. If he goes to the Seahawks, they can use a one-year rental and, and compete for a Super Bowl this coming season. So we'll see where that kind of shakes out. Mike Lombardi of The Athletic reported uh, over the weekend, I believe on Saturday, that a trade would be done in the next 24 to 48 hours. Maybe it was Friday. But at this point, nothing has been completed. Nothing has been finalized. We'll have to kind of keep our eyes on that and see where it all lands. In terms of Kenny Stills, Kiko Alonso, well, we'll see where that lands up. But remember, roster cuts begin Saturday. They have to get to their deadline by Saturday. And they could be a cut, just straight out cut, if they can't get anything for them. The Dolphins decided they're a better team without them on the roster than they are with them. Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald reported on Tuesday evening that they have been trying to shop these players. No one has bit on it yet because of their contracts being so big. And if that continues to be the case, like I just mentioned, if Brian Flores and Chris Greer believe they are a better team without them on the roster like they did with TJ McDonald, then they will cut them outright this weekend or shortly after, and then they will be a free agent and be able to sign with any team that has interest in them. So that's where we stand right now, folks. I know that was a lot of information I gave you. I know it wasn't in the most coherent or scripted manner, but I wanted to shoot off the cuff with everyone tonight. Um, I know I got a lot of heat on Twitter this weekend, so I just wanted to have a conversation with, with you all and give you my vantage point and what we were hearing and how it all played out for us. And I hope I did a good job explaining it. Again, if you have any further questions, please, please uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Kanata PFN. And again, I can only give out so much information, but I will give out what I can if you want to talk privately through there. Dolphins will have their final preseason game on Thursday evening against the New Orleans Saints. Don't expect any starters to play. QB competition is still ongoing. We don't know when that's going to be settled, when that starter is going to be named. It's not a great sign for Rosen that it's taking so long, but it's also a good sign for him too because if Fitzpatrick was a clear-cut leader, he would have been named the starter by now. So lots of things to think about for the Dolphins. I'm sure they're going through all through it in their head. They may be waiting to pull off some trades, as we kind of mentioned throughout the show here tonight to really see what their starting quarterback might look like, the defenses they're playing the first several weeks of the season, and how that all plays into the mental aspect of the game and how prepared Josh Rosen is with this offense and everything that is entailed within that. Other than that, a few uh, position battles for backup spots on the team, but these guys, a lot of these guys on a third and fourth string are fighting for their careers, fighting for their jobs, and this may be the last time they step on an NFL football field. So as those cuts come in this weekend, just keep that in mind. These are guys, these are people who have dreamed of playing in the NFL all their lives. And some will see that dream come to a harsh end this weekend. 
That's going to do it for me here on Finsider Daily. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.